Hi, readers. Today we're going to read the second half of the Zoo's pro or con book. Have you already watched the Brain Pop video about facts versus opinions? If you've not watched it yet, pause this recording and watch the video. Have your packet ready because today you're going to be listening and reading for facts and opinions in this article. Remember that facts can be supported with actual data or numbers and can be proved true or false. An opinion cannot necessarily be proved true or false. For example, if I say that mint chocolate chip is the best ice cream, that's just my opinion. It can't necessarily be true because you might disagree. You might think that chocolate fudge is the best ice cream, and that would be your opinion. If you would like, while you are reading, you can circle the facts, the things that could be proved true or false, and then underline the opinions. This will help you fill out your packet page after you're done reading. Also, if you would like, if you hear a fact or an opinion, you can pause the recording to write it down on your page. That way, by the time you're done listening, you'll also be done with your writing. So have your packet page ready and also have your zoo book open to page 11. We're reading the third letter and these are all the cons. These are all the people who do not think that zoos should exist. Page 11. Zoos send the wrong message. A letter from Jose Gonzalez, animal rights activist. As I've followed local discussions on the zoo expansion project, I've become increasingly upset. People have no right to capture wild animals or to lock them in cages. Wild animals have as much right to freedom as humans do. Zoos send a message to the public that keeping wild animals for our entertainment is acceptable. This sometimes leads people to think they can keep exotic animals as pets even though they lack the training and facilities to care for the animals properly. The condition in which some zoo animals live are a serious problem. As private businesses, zoos are under pressure to make a profit. As a result, some zoos attempt to reduce their expenses by cutting corners and not giving animals the proper care. The 2007 escape of a Siberian tiger from its enclosure at the San Francisco Zoo is a case in point. The tiger, likely teased by visitors, climbed a wall, killed one person, and injured two others before being shot. The wall climbed by the tiger was four feet lower than recommended standards, and some workers at the zoo were slow to respond to the emergency. A tiger and a zoo visitor both lost their lives because the zoo did not follow industry guidelines to ensure the safety of both its animals and visitors. Even when zookeepers want to help, animals can suffer when they are not free. A long-term study of bears and big cats found that these animals are among the most affected by captivity. In the wild, they roam over large distances that living in small spaces causes them great stress. When kept in zoos, they develop many unnatural behaviors, including pacing, swaying, rolling their heads, and walking in tight circles. Similar repetitive movements have been observed in mentally ill people. Some zoo animals have such serious behavioral problems that they must regularly be given drugs to keep them calm. 
The focus of some zoos is on entertaining people, not on meeting the full range of needs of the animals. The lifespans of some captive wild animals are shortened, and many of them can develop long-term health problems. For example, captive elephants suffer from a variety of physical conditions, such as arthritis and foot diseases, as well as psychological problems. Think about it. A British study found that enclosures and UK safari parks and zoos are, on average, 100 times smaller than the animal's minimum home ranges in the wild. Another study of zoos worldwide revealed that polar bears have 1 million times less space in captivity than in the wild. Herd animals that live in large groups in the wild are often kept alone or with just one other member of their species in zoos, and they often lack the exercise needed to keep their bodies healthy. Birds' wings are clipped to prevent them from flying. Aquatic animals have access to much smaller amounts of water than they need. Zoos claim to educate the public, but most visitors spend just a few minutes at each exhibit and tend to view the animals as entertainment. A curator of the National Zoo observed the habits of more than 700 zoo visitors and concluded that, quote, officials should stop kidding themselves about the tremendous educational value of showing an animal behind a glass wall. The only way to learn about an animal properly is to visit it in its natural habitat. This is the fourth letter on page 16, Captured by Aliens, a letter from Tamira Green, Concerned Citizen. Imagine that you're going about your daily life when a spaceship lands nearby and aggressive aliens with advanced weapons tranquilize you. They shove you in a tiny metal crate and transport you back to their home planet. You are permanently separated from your town, neighborhood, parents, and friends. During the long trip, you're not allowed to move around and your requests to stretch your legs are ignored. The aliens don't understand a word of your language, and even if they did, they wouldn't be concerned about your needs or desires, only about their wish to have a human for their collection. When the spaceship lands on their planet, you're placed in a small barred cage with a bed, a chair, two books, and a large painting of a television on the back wall. Your captures want visitors to their zoo to be able to imagine you are in your natural environment. You are fed meatloaf and carrots once a day. How would you feel if this happened to you? It's no different for the animals we capture and force to live in zoos. Page 18 from the editor. Now that you've read a selection of readers' opinions, both pro and con, what do you think about zoos? Zoos are a complex, controversial topic, and the disagreements about them are not likely to be resolved in the near future. It could be argued that each zoo must be considered individually, since a small, privately owned roadside zoo is quite a bit different from a large city zoo with naturalistic enclosures, captive breeding programs, and expert biologists. As you give further thought to zoos, consider the possibility that they might not be able to be labeled as simply good or bad. We invite you to make a list of the goals that you believe every zoo should focus on. Think about how current problems might help zoo professionals learn from mistakes and either improve today's zoos or create better types of zoos in the future. What do you think are the most important issues for zoos to address? Remember, readers, that after you have finished reading the last two letters in the book, you need to go to your packet and fill out 
the different information that you heard that were facts and that were opinions. We will talk about what your opinion is later on Zoom. Do you think that we should have zoos? Be prepared to show if you are pro or con for zoos.